You are listening to episode number 74 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 74 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. My name is Gordon. Thank you so much for checking it out. Uh, On this podcast, I talk a lot about just since the origin of releasing the Fit Successful Dad podcast about six, seven months ago. I talk a lot about coaching. I talk a lot about masterminds. I talk a lot about putting like-minded people around you. And in addition to that, I talk a lot about removing people from your life, from your circle, from your everyday encounters that are kind of toxic to that that growth and development that you're probably seeking. Now, I've also talked in the past a lot about how some of these mastermind groups or like-minded entrepreneurial groups or whatever are, are free. Some of them are paid, some of them are free, um, and you know, some of those paid ones are awesome. Some of them suck. Some of the free ones are awesome and some of them suck. So I am part of a free mastermind, free to entry, although there is like a, almost like a questionnaire application type process in order to get in. But anyway, it's free. And inside that group, I have met a ton of amazing people. And one of them is the guest of today's show. And his name is Modest Yahoo Gorin. He is a number of different things, and he has a pretty interesting resume. One of the things that inspired me the most and what I found interesting was, uh, yes, he is a father of two, so he's a busy guy, but he's also been involved in coaching players, uh, basketball players who were on their way or already picked up by the NBA, and so he's been around a lot of professional athletes. He also is pretty heavily involved in a lot of the stuff he does for his church, including running a brand, if you will, called The Long Short Way. And it's it's a podcast for one, but it's also kind of a network that he's put together uh, for people in his community uh, locally and in his community online worldwide. And it's a it's a Jewish uh, religious thing that's it's pretty cool. He gets into it in the show. And he also offers a lot of insight into some of the ways that people can can develop themselves better when they don't really know where to start or how to begin or if they don't have a lot of money or even if they do. And some of those things that he talks about are masterminds. Some of them are coaching. Some of them are reading books. And he does cite some very specific books that he has read and that he highly recommends. And he kind of rattles off some of the reasons as to why. So uh, it's a great interview. Check it out. He does have a lot to say and uh, just a a disclosure, we had a, a weird kind of delay lag thing going on uh, with his mic. So there are some random kind of like pauses, but there's actually a lot of value there. So check it out and enjoy the interview with Matizyahu Gorin. Hey guys, we are back and thank you so much for checking us out one more time. We've got Matizyahu Gorin in the house. My man, how are you doing tonight? Feeling good. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, listen, 
before we get into all the stuff that you're up to, the long, short way, you know, your coaching, some of your entrepreneurial endeavors, um, you know, you're married, you got a couple kids. Before we get into all that stuff, though, uh, why don't you just take a second and kind of tell the audience and myself, actually, uh, a little bit more about who you are and also what has you excited right now? Yeah, definitely. I'm Madisi Gorin, founder of Mission Driven, formerly Long Short Way, and we are on a mission to help everybody become the utmost productive given their circumstance that and budget that they can be so you're able to perform and make decisions at any given moment in time that incorporate your spirituality, relationships, productivity, and health so that as you move forward in one thing in your life, the other things don't fall behind, but they actually go forward with it. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so I didn't realize that, you know, I saw mission driven mm. all over like your Facebook page mm. uh, and everything, but at the same time, the long short way is kind of posted all everywhere too. So is that, are you trying to phase out that name and, and kind of, yeah, we're rebranding, you know, one of the parts about being a dad is that certain things you have to, as I just mentioned with opportunity costs, sometimes you have to weigh what and when. And so some people, their website is the most important thing in the world. Some other people, other things are, and we just always have to weigh what things we're getting to. So I see the only issue here for me is the challenge of, you know, we really need to put that website up so that people aren't confused anymore. But yeah, it was a rebranding. The long short way is actually a phrase from a Jewish mystical text. And um, as I kind of got bigger, I didn't want to keep the name anymore just because even though it's a cool name kind of for everybody, it like it people take a lot of pride in it in my community and don't necessarily like it being used for that, which I I get. And I'm not, you know, even trying to waste one second on on any drama or anything. And really the whole point of everything about us is focusing on a mission because, you know, if you, if you get deployed and you're in the army and you have a mission, everybody has a different role in the team. Everybody reacts differently but the one thing that stays the same is that the job needs to get done. So that's where we came up with that. And the idea of mission driven, meaning that any decision we're making is based on that mission. Because when we're able to focus on something, like for example, when you're in a bunker in the golf course, that means your feet are in the sand, everything's in the sand, the ball's in the sand. But even though that's the case, and you might not even be able to see the hole because it's a bunker down a few feet, you still have to remember that there is a hole. And you have to aim there as best as possible. So that's a little metaphor for how we are thinking about what we're doing. Yeah, that's cool. That's an interesting perspective. Uh, I like that, actually. Um, and for anyone who's ever been in a bunker down five, six, seven feet from uh, from the green, <laughs> it's, it's not a good feeling, especially if you're like me and you're not good at golf. Um, yeah, but I, I totally get it. No, that's cool. You kinda, you're shooting blind a little bit. Um, uh, so listen, before we move on more into mission driven, cause I do kind of want to pick that apart a little bit. Um, you know, I was going through some of your stuff and I saw a post that you put up, uh, actually it was today. And, uh, you said you, you interviewed Russell Brunson mm-hmm. and after that interview, you were able to book for your own podcast. I'm assuming for selling authors and you sent out uh, like a ton of, of requests and, uh, yeah. So I, I'm just curious, you know, what changed as a result of that interview, that conversation? So 
you just see that you can push your own limitations a little further and a little further. And then when you play at that level, you realize that it's possible. Like kind of like if you're Stephen Curry in the championship, maybe those first few threes you're a little nervous about, but by the third championship already, it's the same thing to you with some extra, extra pressure, but it's overall your muscle memory is telling you that if you shoot, it could still go in, even though it's a championship. And so this big experience for me that I previously didn't think was possible extends my brain to be able to say that not only is that possible, you can follow it up with more and set aside the correct amount of time because I know that if I spend a couple hours, I'll get a couple results. And it's frustrating and it's irritating, but that's how it works. I mean, I think a lot of times I will do what a lot of people won't do in order to get what they want done. I'm doing this also with two kids that are two and 10 months old or two years and one month and, uh, and a wife. Who, and I take these things very seriously. So I try to juggle it all together. But at the same time, when you're sending out mindless emails, doing a mindless task and, or just seriously, just to repeat it, because for myself, there's certain things I don't want to pay other people to do, even though I can do this cheap. I still want to personalize all my emails. I don't want to be like that. And for me, it's one of the things that keeps me humble to have and repeat my schedule that I'm booking these people. And, but you know that everything that you're doing, you're not doing something else at that time. So for me, I'm not seeing my son at that. So he's not able to spend time with his father while I'm trying to book these people on the podcast. So for sure, it's a victory personally for me, but I try to see it as a victory for the listeners, for myself, for people that don't listen, but watch me, people that hate me, that look at my social media, but most of all that my son, because he's two right now, but when he's 15 even, even 12, 13, I mean, what's he gonna see in his dad? Like after, if I'm if I keep this up, that ultimately 28 years old and having done a lot of this. So I really think about that I don't want to waste time because I'd rather be broke and spend all my time with him than, you know, waste my time doing other things and not see him at the same time. So I'm very scared of wasting my time. <laughs> I'm very, very scared of it. it it's terrifying to me. Um, and so when I'm sending out all these emails. Um, the other thing is I'm not nervous about stepping up to interview or to perform. And I find that a lot of people map out everything before they even get going to one thing in the first place. Yeah. So you need to sometimes just calm down and realize that this is fun. So I had Russell Brunson sitting here virtually in my office and I thought about it and prepared for it. I, before I interviewed him, I spent an hour and a half watching a piece of content he just put out and I, I was able to find a unique angle that he really never talked about anywhere before and made it memorable to the point where his assistant reached out to me, you know, saying, wow, I was really just want you to know it was really fun for him. 
And that's my goal. So I'm really trying to crush it as I go through situations, even though I also have two kids and I'm also tired and I also have (laughs) things on my mind as well. But we have to, as fathers and parents, think about just like if you have a gardener over or you do your own garden, you put a shovel or something into the dirt and it's hard. It's really, really hard work. And, but ultimately the flowers don't really grow if you don't do that. And for me, I'm trying to think about at all times, really, what is my son going to have to look up to? Because so many of us didn't have dads or moms that we look up to even to today, let alone when we were kids. And if you are one of those people that even today don't look up to your parents, which you don't need to feel bad about that, you can still love them, respect them without looking at them as necessarily your role models for everything. And a lot of parents will have you think that you should. But ultimately, what's more our responsibility as parents than anything is to pass on better to the next generation. And so a lot of times when I find the people I work with one-on-one, when they feel stuck, they're so into themselves and their own issues rather than looking at their kids, being grateful for their problems. And there's so many things you could do to think about that. Number one would be a lot of people struggle to have children. You might not see it all all the time or you might not see everybody around you struggling. And But there's a lot of people you run into and you ask them, how are you doing? And they say, oh, man, my God, my kids. And I, I hate that. And I understand people are stressed, but those are your blessings more than anything. A lot of a lot of parents you also run into and they say, man, you know, if I didn't have kids, I, you know, I, I could be like that single guy doing. No, he's missing something. So every everything is very easy to be not grateful for. And it's the same thing with surprises. The insurance company is going to send you a bill. You don't realize it's coming. Uh, the other people are going to, if your neighbor's going to call inspection, inspection on you and cost you $2,000. All those kind of things are hap- going to happen. And we say we like surprises, but we don't really like the ones that we don't want. Yeah. And meanwhile, we have to know that each and every one of these obstacles is really, if you sit back and look at it, None of them have the ability to take you out. The only thing that has the ability to take you out is your reaction to that challenge. Yeah, no, man, I love that. Uh, You just dropped uh, a lot of really good stuff there. Um, I want to dial back to the beginning of that when you were talking about, you know, your son might be young now, but someday he's going to be 15, you know, someday he's going to be 16, 18, 20, and... It sounds like you know, what I got out of that was the the punchline is that you you want to lead by example and and you're you're doing this grinding um, if it takes you several hours to send emails personally one at a time to try and get guests for your podcast uh, yeah that's the kind of like grindy sort of hustle work to try and get your podcast going but you're doing that for the better of your audience to get better content as well as showing 
your son, even though he's two, I understand he, you know, I have a kid, he's six now, but I understand he's not, your two-year-old's not picking up on this now. Uh, but over time, you know, he'll see this over and over and over again, and he'll, it's all he'll ever know um, about your work ethic and your your ability to push um, is that you do it. All right, that's that's kind of what I took away from that, which is really cool. Um, is that is that a trait? I'm just curious. Is that a trait that you had to develop over time, like kind of cultivate yourself, or have you always kind of had like that 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 grind, that kind of hustle to like you know do that? I'll say like you know dirty work. It's not really dirty work, but you know what I mean. It's like like kind of like it's just not it's just not glamorous, right? No one wants to sit and no one wants to talk about sitting and emailing people for hours to try and get guests on your podcast but it's one of the things that has to be done is that is doing that type of work. Is that something you've always been able to do or is that something you had to develop over time, like a skill? Yeah. So you're, you're asking about something that everyone asks everyone is, <laughs> are you, are you doing that naturally? And so this particular task that I'm doing of emailing big time people and, you know, talking to them about the opportunity to come on my podcast and then I interview them and go through that and you know, edit it and, and try to learn from it and grow from it. So when I was graduating high school, I, I did have a, actually a very difficult time graduating and it was very, very hard. Um, and from there, I was actually told by kind of everyone in my life don't expect too much from your future. Like be happy with whatever comes. Don't expect to get rich. Don't expect to fulfill your dreams. And specifically what they were talking about was don't have dreams that are too high in basketball because those basketball dreams might just kill you. And so I went over to my junior college that I was starting out at and I left a note on the door and said on that note, I would love to try out for the team. And if it doesn't work, I'd love to be a part of the team as a manager. I'm planning to transfer to a bigger school and want to really get some time in. And at this time, I knew nothing of what would come in my future. I was a troubled teenager before struggling to graduate high school. And so they called me and I got to go in and I started doing all sorts of stuff from videotaping to mopping the floors and going on all these road trips with the team. And the team was really, really horrible. And so what happened was my, my friends and family were like, oh my God, you're wasting so much time, you're wasting so much time. But I, I met one person at my gym, I met another person, and slowly but surely, I was on the court with NBA basketball players within two years. And so that taught me a very valuable lesson is number one, don't put anything past God. And number two, I mean, you don't know really what's behind the door that you open. And it taught me to be relentless and it taught me to never give up. And that if you have a mission, 
nothing can stop you. I put a note on that door and now I'm just putting a note on a door as well. I'm just emailing <laughs> people and saying, come talk to me on my podcast. I'm solving real problems. And that's what I'm focused on. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, <laughs> that's, I, I, you know, that's such a good tie back too. Um, it, it all kind of started with leaving a note and now that's basically what you're doing. You're right. You're, that's exactly what you're doing. You know, an email is just leaving a note on their door. Uh, what you said you, you were able to end up after two years on the court with NBA players. I'm curious in what capacity were you involved in that and what came of that ultimately? So the capacity I was involved with was co-founding with Steve Campbell, what's called Campbell metric sports performance. And so on the basketball court, I worked with Don McLean under him to train guys. And then I also started to train guys myself as um, Coach Steve and I branched out further and further. Uh, also was able to work with him in the weight room and supervise players training. So I really just was so blessed to see what that was like. Uh, I remember lo just loving basketball so much and just seeing guys make shot after shot and, and really learn what perfection was all about. Cause I always heard that perfection was something, you know, really not good for people. It was too intense and scary, but I saw what perfection was and, or at least what's closest to it. So what, what really evolved from coaching these guys and being there, especially during the lockout, you're talking about as a 21 year old, newly, newly 22 year old, the lockout gave me the opportunity that our gym that just two years ago was not even having anybody in there to one after another. And the word got out about what we were doing. So there were so many guys in there. I would go from college class back to the gym and it was just like an NBA player paradise <laughs> and guys that are very, very big today that, you're talking about we were just playing video games with them all the time and just helping them through their off season. I really got to take those blessings and transfer them down to high school players who were trying to make it to college that I was working with and learning about at the top of the, the level in the NBA, players develop their strengths not their weaknesses, but everywhere else I was seeing players develop their weaknesses and not their strengths. So I was working with these guys, passing on the knowledge and talent. And these parents and the players were, were such believers in faith that it pushed me to get closer to my personal faith of Judaism. And it just itched me and itched me and I would ask myself what's coming in my future because a lot of the people that were involved with different areas of basketball like tournament promotion and not really these NBA guys that I'm talking about just were not people into family creation, into loyalty and into having children. So... I didn't have role models for that until I had these families in my life. 
And I really wanted my own kids when I saw that, when I saw how much they loved their, um, their children and particularly one father, Darrow Garrett, he's the father of Cincinnati red pitcher, Amir Garrett. And I learned from him about fatherhood, everything and what he would sacrifice for his son and how much he loved him and what that meant to be a man. And I went to Israel for two years to, to study and connect and to change my life around. And I just was able to think about putting basketball where it needed to be, which is basketball. So I had everything that anybody at any age would really think about wanting. And it wasn't what I wanted anymore. And it was making me sick physically. Um, wow, man, that's, that's interesting how your perspective could just change so quickly. Um, I guess it wasn't quick, but you know what I mean? A short period of time and something that was so important all of a sudden wasn't nearly as important. Um, is that the turning point for, was that the turning point for when you decided to, I guess, keep basketball on the back burner um, and start to drive towards things like what you're doing now, like mission-driven slash, you know, long, short way, stuff like that? Yeah, so I actually have a lot of involvement with basketball still and kept involvement while I was in Israel. And I just figured this whole time that it, the God that I'm trying to get closer to is powerful enough to bring me wherever is best for me. And in addition to that, to the level that I'm willing to reach out to people and and create things is also how things will be built. I'm a part owner of an app company that has a great, brilliant app for children called Hustle Fitness. And we have a library of basketball drills for kids to do. And we're growing, we're growing that we're incorporating better and better players. And I also manage a very small number of basketball players that I can't name at the moment. It's just confidential work and not in the agent role, but just the private coaching. And so it keeps me very excited about it. It keeps me very in tune and this app and other things that come up have always just brought me closer and kept me around. But so I never looked at it like the back burner and people always say, why don't you get back involved basketball? But the thing is I have a two year old and a 10 month old and they need more nurturing from me than basketball does. (laughs) Basketball's not going anywhere. And I don't know. It's just not something that goes very well with my lifestyle in a lot of ways with keeping the Sabbath, turning my phone electricity off from Friday night to Saturday night and just having kids made me and wanting to have kids made me accept the other side and it made my life have a complete shift and transformation of what I wanted still and what I would accept and be grateful and happy for. 
And a lot of people don't do that, and it's not the popular choice. But I just love my kids so much. And I don't want to miss their life, despite what popular social influencers say and or anybody and my wife trusts me we live in pittsburgh which is not expensive to live you know if we wanted to live a frugal lifestyle for next amount of years we could but for me what basketball was about more than it is for a lot of people was about seeing the progress seeing what it's like to get better and being a part of people's lives i didn't like the glamour I didn't like having players drop $15,000 on a table for me and a couple other people. <laughs> and it, as much as everybody thought it was so cool, it never gave me what the, the feelings I get today. I hear that, man. Uh, I can't really relate to being around professional athletes and helping coach them and having $15,000 tables set up for me, but... Uh, I will say that the amount of fulfillment that I get daily out of taking care of and watching my son grow uh, is 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 paramount. I mean that that's that's always going to trump anything else that has has before and and would ever come into my life in the future. Um, and and honestly, you know, this podcast, a lot of parents listen to this, and I talk to the audience, and that's one thing that a lot of them have in common is that that parenting component and how important they are, the, the kids. And that's why, that's why so many people have an, uh, a hard time building up a, a business or building a brand or chasing the thing that they really want to do, you know, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurially speaking, um, because they're parents and they have those responsibilities as parents. So I'm going to use this as an opportunity to kind of transition you know, you're, what'd you say? You're 28? Yeah. Okay. So you have a two-year-old. So you were 26 when he was born, which is coincidentally when my son was born, I was 26 at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, um, but okay. So, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're trying to grow businesses. You know, you have multiple things going on. Um, how, how do you split you know, uh, well, a lot of, a lot of people talk about balance and some people have said, especially entrepreneurs have said that there is no balance. You just make a decision and that's your decision. Uh, whether that's decision to work more and see your kids less or work less and see your kids more. One thing will always struggle, whether it's your business or your kids. How do you struggle to keep building and keep pushing forward with your business? Cause you always have to be focused on growth, even if it's small growth. Uh, how do you do that and make sure that you're home so that you are around your kids the amount that you deem as appropriate, you know, that you feel like is, is the right amount of time to be around them. So I think there should be a minimum amount of time per day that you're ready to spend. And then that's just injected in the day. And I think that should be looked at as, like holy and not able to be changed. And when I've always found that 
making room for things that seem counterintuitive gets you in the habit of doing it and then you start creating success around that so it's not true that spending an hour a day with your kids is going to hurt you and i think it is true that if you don't it will hurt and wow i mean just think about what they need from you and just think about like what what they're going to miss if they don't get that and then consider how much growing are you doing on a personal level and pushing yourself and I'm, of course i'm talking to myself here i'm not just preaching like how how much personal growth are we doing so that when you're in a situation you're able to get five times out of it instead of two times out of it so that you're learning how to maximize all your time and then this way you can make the time for the kids because a lot of people make the time but then they're not present and they're distracted so are you having your phone in your pocket when you're in your house are you secretly concerned about things and I'll tell you, more than your spouse, your kids pick that up. And they don't know how to describe it, and they don't know how to explain what they're seeing or feeling. But they know if they're not being paid attention to better than anybody. And I'm not talking about you're there physically. They know if you're there spiritually and emotionally. Oh, man. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Absolutely, they do. So they, yeah, um, they yeah, keep going. They they know that, and so the question is: Are you being the best that you can be? And that should be more the question than really the time wise. And if you are looking at yourself as, let's say, a pro athlete then you would ask yourself, are you in your off season putting the time in you need to? During the season, are you taking care of yourself how you should? And at some point, as grown-ups and parents, we have to say, you know, mess-ups shouldn't really be allowed. Not that we don't mess up, but that it shouldn't be allowed to begin with. We deal with it once we do it, but going into it, you know, if you don't want to be drinking coffee, then don't do it. Or if you need to wake up a bit earlier, like for me, my morning routine needs to be up early so I can fit things in, especially with adding my Orthodox Jewish lifestyle into it all. And your business, ultimately, you need to know that you have blessings in your life with your family and that while some people and you might have yourself struggled, it's important to differentiate between struggling and even worse. Because I think a lot of us today don't realize that really it's not a common thing in, in the last couple thousand years for people to just at large have things. America's a very good country, the first of its kind really. And really good things happen here. So I think it's important 
to consider. It's like if you looked at the professional basketball again, like as an example, you know, in, in today's NBA player that's broke, like, and by broke, I mean like the smallest contracts offered are rich compared to when Magic Johnson, who might be better than these guys 25 years later. So you're in the NBA today. And if you have it, if you're making three million a year and you think, you know, bad things about yourself or you're not worthy or you suck, then you're not remembering that players that will go down in history and you won't made seven times less than you. So it's the same thing for all of us normal people. If you're getting by every month, then you don't need to live completely in stress. You can have some time that you forget about that. So me and my wife, that's what we do. Whether it's profitable or not is not the point. Because I operate off a principle, which I think everybody should, that it's brought down in ancient Jewish Jewish texts that if somebody says they're going to give charity when they make money, don't believe them. Believe the person who will give you 10 cents out of the dollar he really has. So when I was in Israel, I didn't have a lot of money. In fact, there were points I had zero because whether I was owed money from certain things or money was in America and I didn't have cards or whatever, how it worked. And I would have, let's say, whatever I had in my pocket and I would sometimes give my last to somebody on the street. I learned that again from this guy, Amir Garrett's dad's uh, Darrow and just stuck with me and, and you're like today I, I still as I grow I try to make sure I give and I, I use that as an example because don't say like when I make a lot of money I'll spend time with my kids because you know it's different than money like they're gonna grow up you know they'll, they'll get older and man you know they're, they're really cute when they're young and like even if you even if you regret <laughs> maybe wasting time before like just consider that they'll never be as cute even as they are today again and they'll never be as young again as they are today. So if your son is five or eight, like, and you don't think you've maximized it yet, like it's it's not over. But I think a lot of that comes from thinking that if we're not doing what we're supposed to, or what we feel we're supposed to be doing, that we just think we should live like that all the time. But there's a time and place for everything as they say, yet somehow, we forget to apply that to our emotions. So if you're making it or if you're on your way and you believe in yourself, then people that believe in themselves that aren't necessarily doing it right now or it's not you don't see the result right now, you still have to separate who you are as an existence and and what you're doing currently. Your existence is no less worthy than somebody that you're trying to be like. So you're important, all the more so because you have a child. And that child knows no difference between the people that you're talking about or thinking about or comparing yourself to. And he's looking and she's looking for you as the father or mother to step into that role of excellence. And so that the child can take pride and f- have something to follow. A lot of parents think that their children have other people to follow. Your child will have other mentors in life. 
your child will learn from other people. But if you do this thing right, then later when this child speaks about the other mentors and speaks about you, there will be a different feeling in the air around the room. So that can come for you if you do this thing right. And so if you're trying to grow a business, it's more productive to not ask the question of how do I balance my time and more important to lead with the question of every day, what do my kids need for their life? Get out of your own head sometimes. You know, it's actually recommended. Again, I'll just keep quoting the Jewish text. It's very, some, some stuff is very smart. It's actually a, a, a very strong recommendation to every day consider for a half hour your children's education. So again, I think it's very important to look at the example of the NBA basketball player who's making $3 million and considered on the low end today and, and you today in your life that you might be struggling to do this. You might be struggling to do that. You could also say, I'm on my way. And you could really also consider that it doesn't feel good, but it's not over. And when you're in a basketball game, you're in the fourth quarter, you're in the game seven, and it's five minutes left, and you're down by six points, try complaining. See what that'll do for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's good, man. I A few minutes ago, you said something that uh, I didn't even write it down. I didn't have to. Uh, but you said, um, you know, spending an hour, if you're a parent and you're growing a business and you spend an hour with your kids, it's not going to hurt you. But if you don't spend an hour with your kids, it very likely will hurt you. And I think that's great. I don't know if you if you uh, if you made that up if you pioneered that one, but it's actually really good, and I think you're I think you hit it right in the head with it. Um, so that's that's great. Um, so I'm curious, you know what what's your uh, I have a couple of questions left, but um, you know what what would you say your number one strength is as like you know as a as a man, but as a dad and just uh, your whole like uh, well rounded you know the well rounded. Matizyahu Goren, what's your number one strength that's made you you? So I, I love very, very hard and had, that sometimes gets me in trouble. Not really anymore. I've had in my entrepreneurial journey, had to learn how to tame that down because it can be, you know, you can get, I can get very passionate. And, but that same thing is my strength. And so as a father, my wife says that she has like, I'll say she says it, but I'll own it too, that I don't get mad at my kids. I know they're young and I know there's a lot to come, but I practice now. And my son will take a piece of wood and hit me in the face with it. I get scratched in my nose and people always <laughs> commenting about it and pictures and everything. And, um, you know, things happen as you're all aware, but I went through some challenging times and I really don't want my kids to go through that 
because I'm not keeping up with my emotional health. So I think that a lot of the noise from people is coming from people who might say family first on their Instagram handle because it's the right thing to say, but also talk about how you have to work all these hours and who knows what's going on behind their closed doors. Who knows how their kids really feel. So don't go off of the popular authors and influencers just because they say, especially if it feels like it doesn't sit well with you. And that's why it's important in our generation to have a revolution of dads and moms who say this stuff because it's true. Apple, Facebook, these kind of things, you know, they need crazy people and they need a lot of focus. So they'll have dysfunctional lives. Why do you need one? Do you need to really be a multi-billionaire in order to, to be happy? No. <laughs> so let them be dysfunctional or these other people that say how hard you have to work and or how easy things are. Just let them say it. I've interviewed a lot of people now. I, I'm able to see through some stuff now that I didn't see before. And I thank God I r really only have good people come through my podcast. And never, yeah, don't really have anybody that I've ever thought was off a little bit and if I did have somebody that thought different I would ask them and I would challenge not in a tough way but I would just get it on record you know, so how are you saying that you should instead of this so you have to remember that when you see somebody's video they are acting I'm not saying they're lying <laughs> a lot of but times even when yeah by acting, I don't mean lying, that's for sure. What I mean is that they are performing on camera and they have their shtick. They've got their thing that they are trying to sell or do or pitch. And so you don't know, just remember that you don't know what's going on. And so my strength is to be able to really stay dedicated to what I want to do and challenge the world that you can't make it or that you can make it work all around it because I think a lot of people that I'm friends with that I even spent time in Israel with are like still just like staying behind you know and I think after a few years like some people that I'm friends with even think what I'm doing is silly like they'll say how's how's it going you know laugh out loud it seems like you're like really working hard at it I'm just like you know like okay and you've got your thing and you're not really passionate about life and you're kind of going with the norm. So I say that systems are good, but just realize that if you have something you want to do, maybe you need to work with a mindset or performance coach so that the person can help you balance the thing that you're thinking is having to happen versus what would happen if you went your own way. And as I've done that with people one-on-one, -on -one, people have been able to increase their income four times within a year. People have been able to start and boost their content that they want to create. People have lost over 40 pounds because what you think might not 
always be what you really think. What's what's conscious to you? What do you mean? Might just be what's given. Yet deep down, you might really believe differently. Like I said earlier, like I really thought that basketball was what I would die for. And then when something else called for me, I felt stomach aches. I had acid reflux over it. So I, I felt bodily refluxes over not fulfilling my mission and not following what I wanted. So it's important that you put your foot down for what it is you want to do. If that's balancing a business and raising your kids, take pride in doing it your way because that'll make you get better for the time that you do allocate to what you need to do. Reading a, reading a book a week, stopping everything to do that in order to get some skills could save you a lot of time. If you have a business and you're doing things old school ways and could spend 25 hours updating so that you can scale, then over a period of time, that time investment and money investment becomes smaller and smaller because as you use that system for a couple of years, now you've got all this time and all this money back. But everybody you look up to started at the bottom of Mount Everest and one day at a time took a step up. And having kids makes it all yeah. that harder, but I look at it as it makes it a lot easier because I have what I want. They are what I want. Everything else is my mission that I believe my soul was put in my body to do. But what I wanted as a present was my kids. So now I'm going to get to live with my present every single day. Oh, yeah, man. And not, not even just that, you know, having having your kids and and being around them every single day is it's like, I don't know, man, it's like an IV of of caffeine. It's like constant motivation, constant inspiration, constant drive, like a constant like kick in the ass to keep moving. Like just being around my like being around my family that drives me. And, and I, you know, I know tons of entrepreneurs who are like that when they're, when they talk about their kids, you know, everyone I've had on the interview, on the podcast here as an interview guest, they, we talk about their kids and they all seem to have that in common that, you know, their kids are every, like every reason why they do what they do. And there's nothing to them that's more inspirational or motivational than just being around them or seeing them or thinking about them. And, um, and I think that's great. And that's kind of what I'm picking up from you. That's the vibe I'm getting, which is awesome. Um, so, you know, listen, we're, uh, we're kind of up against it here. Uh, this has been, <laughs> this has been really awesome actually. And, um, I do have one more question for you and, uh, I like to ask this of most of the guests. Um, uh, so I want you to imagine yourself for a moment. Um, you're up on stage, you're giving a keynote. And the people who are in the audience listening to your keynote, well, they are parents and some of them are not parents. Most of them are, and they're looking at you, uh, for some kind of actionable advice, like immediate their situation right now is that they all have 
Most of them have kids. Uh, they all have an entrepreneurial vision that they want to chase. But Mutz's Yahoo, they're having trouble like getting out of their own way. Uh, they, they really just need you to help them pull the cobwebs apart so that they can find that lane and just start gunning down it. So they're looking at you for some kind of actionable advice. For sure. So doing? if you were in the championship basketball game, the seventh game of the series in the last quarter, in the last six minutes, and you were down by 10 points, would you feel stuck? You might have challenges around you, but and even if you couldn't figure them out, what would you do? I mean, you would have not really much of a choice because even if you did the worst possible thing, you would still finish the game. And the thing is, though, if you would go to the huddle and you'd say, guys, think about the beginning of the season and think about anticipating this moment. And how'd that feel? And then if I asked you, why is it that you're doing this in the first place? Because I find that you get stuck and confused when there's a certain thing in your mind that's closed off. And so like, if you ever feel like you're really stressed out or some people you might feel like you just can't find the time or you might run into technical challenges on the computer or run into things you don't know how to do legally and then you feel scared. So usually when you're trying to start a business, you're either trying to help other people or you're trying to milk a product and idea for a lot of money. Neither way is the right way. But each one has a different way to think. So if you're like me, and more or less, you like to be associated with things that you see having a benefit to it, you might like animals. You might like the environment. You might like people. You might like religious Christian people. You might like black people. Like It could get even more specific. You might like whales. But when you keep your eyes on the prize, then you're doing it for that. So if I have people to help, I don't have time to not know how to publish a podcast. Or I don't have time to not know other things. So you just shouldn't have time to be stuck. You should be so busy doing that last little bit out of all of it. You're trying to give and contribute. So that's like the kind of water that would be pushing you over a cliff or the air that would just give you that last shove and will make you not ever get stuck. Because when you come up to an obstacle, you'll have a clear head and you won't respond, I'm stuck or I don't know. You actually make it so much harder with whatever you tell yourself. So if you told yourself from now on, I'm not stuck, I'm currently confused, and I'm going to figure this out anytime you ever got frustrated, then that'll become muscle memory and you'll never really get stuck you should also have some friends around you that are way ahead of the game. And if you need to pay them or if you ever meet somebody you think is kind of smart and you know you need to give them a couple hundred dollars for an hour to talk to them, that that could save you a couple months worth of headaches. Some other people that have that have had success before, 
you know, they've gone through stuff. So consider how much time versus the dollar certain things can help you with. So, and if it's not somebody you know, or but if it's somebody, like let's say me, or you go to a bigger, bigger, bigger time podcast, every guest on there, everybody has a price. At the end of the day, you can talk to anybody you want. So don't tell me you don't have money. You know, you could save $50 a month for four months to have a $200 conversation with somebody you respect. But these are ways to get yourself out of there. And then you can have friends that are on your level that might know certain smaller conceptual things or certain applications like, hey, do you know a communication tool that I should use for my team? Or, hey, I'm having trouble converting this technology piece to go smoothie. So you have all sorts of different ways. It's just like a machine and a system. If this, then this, and if not, then over here. So the main thing is start with, I'm not stuck, I'm currently confused, and I won't be soon. Then if it's certain bigger issues, like how do I balance all of this stuff? You don't need to necessarily work with somebody for six months in a row, week after week to figure stuff out. Sometimes it's just, like I said, one real phone call. And a lot of times pulling out your pocket and paying that money is going to make you pay attention if your life depends on it and actually do what you are supposed to do after that call. So that could get you going fast. And I'm get, yeah, I really am giving you that recommendation. A lot of people will just brush this off. I really am hoping somebody takes action on that. Somebody really, really, really just pulls out their wallet and finds somebody they want to talk to. And just even if it's one nugget you get, even if it's just one thing, even if it's just some encouragement, but there's never a reason to feel stuck. Man, that's uh, <laughs> that's great. I'm not stuck. I'm confused. But I'm <laughs> going to figure this out. That yeah. is awesome. Uh, guys, if you're listening, that's that's really it right there. Uh, for anyone who is stuck, just remember, you're, you're not actually stuck. Um, I've never <laughs> heard it put that way before. Uh, Matsuz Yahoo, but that, it's that's, just, that's, that's, that's great. I try to make my own affirmations for myself. Uh, a lot of people think it's very corny, but the thing is, to them, then you're not taking advantage of the computer system that you were given because you're able to make yourself believe whatever you want. And anyways, you're thinking something regardless. So might as well tell yourself what to think because yeah. you know what, man, anyone who's honestly, I feel like anyone who thinks that that's corny and, uh, and, and is going to talk down about that kind of thing is not going to win. I mm -hmm. just, I firmly believe that, you know, not in the long run. I mean, that's, that's a mindset shift thing. And everyone who's ever made fun of anything that I've come up with is in a completely different level, or I should say I'm in a completely different level than they are because our mindsets totally. are just so far apart. Completely and, agree. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. I'm not stuck guys. No, there's something you, no, you're stuck because you don't want to do the thing that will get you unstuck. That's all. Cause like that's I told right. you, you I, I gave yeah. you, I gave you at least probably five <laughs> solutions, you know, and it just, you might not want to spend a couple hundred dollars. Well, then there you, that's there it. you go. So you're like, like yeah. we said, you're not stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you're not stuck you're confused maybe a little lazy yeah, totally yeah. and that's yeah. that's what i push myself right now to do is um, invest my money part of it into that kind of development and having conversations and i take pride in those it's you know it's it's interesting to like have somebody send you invoice for whatever it is and you say okay so now you just dropped real money on a conversation but then when you find out is that if you follow up with it with good attitude and you say you know what well good money well spent then you come out with something like i said it could save you a lot of time i'm doing something right now i just paid somebody 250 dollars to talk to them for an hour and i mean the exercise that i did just kind of unclogged notice how i won't say stuck unclogged a issue <laughs> that i've been dealing with for like four weeks so now there's a, a smooth road for at least a foreseeable amount of time so i made myself not stuck but yeah it just hurts hurts really bad that you spend 250 <laughs> yeah well you know what that's called that's mm -hmm. called investing in yourself that's called personal development sometimes it takes 200 bucks mm -hmm. and that's not really that big of a deal you know at the end of the day like you said mm -hmm. so that's awesome um all right, listen, man, like, this has been great. Uh, I think the audience is really going to really, honestly, I think they're going to love this. This is, um, it's a little bit different of a perspective than a lot of the people we've had on here recently. Yeah, we, we could always awesome. take it the money and, perspective um, and the business. And I, you know, I have a lot to talk about and I do a lot of things that help businesses grow, but I'm not stupid and I don't waste time. So what I mean by that is that <laughs> don't feel cheated out of a business growth opportunity um this was a business growth opportunity and if you're the kind of person that can do a lot of things we we're talking about especially when it comes to parenting and fatherhood that will make you better in the other things too and also i'm just here to play some defense and protect you from going directions you don't want to go and losing your mind and your focus on the way and um, I think there's a lot of smarter entrepreneurs than me and a lot of books that I'm looking at on my bookshelf right now that you can read about certain things. So if you, you know, if you want to rattle off a few things that you should probably read, if you're trying to start a business, it would be, um, expert secrets from Russell Brunson would be amazing. No BS direct marketing from Dan Kennedy. Uh, I mean, just those two will teach you so much fundamentals about marketing, which is so important. And you need to, you need to get excited about the marketing more than you get excited about the product. You need to get excited about putting this in people's hands and, you know, feeling what it's like to get that out there. And, um, when it comes to mission and separating business and personal, you should check out the way of the superior man by David data D E I D A. He's a very highly recommended by Tony Robbins. And I procrastinated like six months buying his stuff. But, um, man, you know, that book was like really, really good. I have all my clients read it now and they all say the same thing. Like, Whoa, you know, and, um, really, <laughs> if, if you like what we talked about, um, that would be a very good book. And, um, if you're even more interested in, let's say, um, husband and wife relationships, which we didn't really talk about so much and so much to juggle, then, um, I have a couple really good book recommendations for you. And, uh, one would be post-romantic stress disorder by Dr. John Bradshaw. 
And I don't think you need any other recommendation aside that. <laughs> it's like, it's probably, wow. I think <laughs> I've read a lot of books over the last couple of years in the hundreds and it's the best marriage book. And I don't know if you're going to need anything after that, but pretty much just know when it comes to your marriage, you can work it out. You know, I'm obviously not talking about extreme situations. And again, there's no stuck. There's a solution. It's just, if you want to take it, it might, it might mean you have to work on you <laughs> and not blame the other. So, but you're never stuck. You're never stuck when it comes to this family yeah. stuff. You're definitely not stuck when it comes to building the business. But I am saying pick a mission, follow it, and know that you are not stuck. You're just confused a little bit, and you have a way out. And we gave you so many on here, and sounds like there are a lot of other episodes on here with a lot of business advice. So I hope that really we, we all, as parents, understand that you know, you want to, oh man, this is what, you know what really, when I, I should have said earlier, and what what bugs me about most of the influencers and social media people and people I said that act, not that they're fake, but that they're on camera, is that people talk about changing the world so much. And it's actually not as complicated as everybody makes it. All you have to do is look inside your house. You, you want to change the world? Your kids... Because they're next. And it's the difference in putting out another jerk and out there or another one of you, which is, I'm assuming if you're listening to something like this, it's probably good. You know, and even better, all the mistakes you made. Think about all the mistakes you made never being repeated again. Think about all the stupid things you've ever done. And we've all done a lot. All the dumb things you did in college. All the, all the times you wish you started a business that you... And, and done better before. That's changing the world, especially from God's perspective. That's a clean slate. So as much as you think you could change the world other ways, don't ignore the real way that you're charged and called to change it. <laughs> yeah, man, that's good stuff. That's good yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. Um, Cool. So I'm going to go ahead and link all of the books that you mentioned in the show notes. Um, awesome. I have read expert secrets and it's awesome. Um, but, uh, how else can, uh, the audience reach out to you maybe through social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, what's your, yeah. what's your social media and, and what's on your Facebook, facebook.com forward slash mission driven world. And so I'm just going to do something more complicated so that it's harder to get to me. And that if you actually want to, you're really going to have to do something. And that's going to be email me at my current email address, which is modestyahoo at the longshortway.com. So M-A-T-I-S-Y-A-H-U at the longshortway.com. So I just gave you my email if you really do have any questions or uh, any feedback about what we talked about, then you can feel free to reach out. We have a podcast also, which has a variety of topics from spirituality to relationships to productivity and health. And uh, so if you like my perspective, I approach these experts with that kind of perspective as well. And I'm trying to get mission-driven people 
which includes family, people, entrepreneurs, and everybody, tools that are needed to succeed. And so it's called Mission Driven. It's on all the places that you're listening to a podcast. And like I mentioned before, whether it's with um, with Gordon, with another person, you can invest very small in relative terms amounts of capital into your growth. And so don't worry if it's me or anybody. I just advocate for coaching so much just because if you really are, like Gordon said, like a lot of people are just really, you know, really trying to be successful out there listening to this, then, then, you know, getting a coach for yourself is actually one of the fastest ways to get out of that. So if it's me, cool, but like I advocate for coaching more than I advocate for signing up with me for coaching. Yeah. I mean, I can attest to that. Um, not you specifically, but coaching in general, I, I've paid for masterminds and they have been the mm -hmm. fastest way for me to propel totally. my business world. Absolutely. Yep. Um, cool, man. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, post all that stuff in the show notes. And I would love to have you back in the future. This is totally. really cool, man. We, we de definitely, because it's an important yeah. topic and uh, very important conversation, I think. And, you know, really the cool thing is that it only takes one or two people at a time to get inspired and touched in order to pass that message along because it's it's the truth and so many of us feel so much pressure today but i hope that uh, we do get together again and that honestly we all just really enjoy our families a ton and just think about what kind of example we want to set yeah yeah uh yeah no uh, we'll definitely do this again this has been great man um so until next time you my too. friend take care that was easily one of the longest episodes I've ever recorded. And if you listen to it fully, you'll notice that there's a lot of runs there where I didn't want to interrupt Mata's Yahoo. There was some stuff that I found to be incredibly insightful. And uh, it was great. Obviously, it led to a, a really long podcast, so I'm not going to make this outro very long. But uh, do yourself a favor. If you didn't get everything out of this interview because it was so rich i recommend going back and listening to it again maybe on one and a half x or two x or something and if you want to reach out to modest yahoo and talk to him about anything uh, i'll post all his contact information in the show notes of the episode and lastly if you haven't yet please review and subscribe to the podcast and if there's anyone in your life that you think would get value out of this podcast this one or all the episodes leading up to now please go ahead and share it with a friend. I would really appreciate that. It means everything to me. So with that, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Take care, and I'll see you in the next episode.